Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here. Uh, Don't forget, we have a Cruise Radio News Facebook page. Just search Cruise Radio News on Facebook. So I just returned, like yesterday returned, from Martinique, which is an island in the Caribbean. It's a region of France. Their cruise industry was struggling for a little while, but it's back on the upswing now. I had a chance to talk to some people down there, so we'll catch that interview in just a few minutes. But first, Stuart Chiron, the cruise guy. What's up, Stuart? Hey, Doug. How's it going? Good. So a lot of ships back in the States now. Everyone coming over from Europe. Of course, Norwegian Escape in Miami year-round. Brand new ship there. Brand new ship. Kind of. Anthem of the Seas in Bayonne. Now sailing year-round for the New York City area. MSC is back in Miami. But we'll see how long she's here for. And then a Norwegian Cruise Line back in Port Canaveral for what? The first time in three years? It is. Uh, they're going to bring uh, this weekend, they're going to bring in uh, Norwegian Spirit which is their smallest and oldest ship. Mm-hmm. But uh, the good news for Port Canaveral is that uh, next year it will be replaced by Norwegian Epic, which was supposed to be year-round in Europe. So they're going to bring it to Canaveral, so that'll be uh, one of their newest and largest ships sailing out of the uh, Canaveral area. Have you sailed Spirit before? I've been on Spirit, yeah. which you know, originally came over from Genting, and uh, it was sent to Alaska to replace... Norwegian Sky, which was expedited to become Pride of Aloha early because uh, Pride of America sank in a shipyard back in 04. Mm. So they had to do a lot of ship shuffling um, yeah. in the uh, earlier years. But uh, it'll, be an, it'll be a good ship for the market. Yeah. Will that be doing, what, long cruises or short cruises? It'll be doing seven-night Eastern and Western out oh, cool. of uh, Port Canaveral, competing with Disney, Carnival, and Royal Caribbean. All right. Very nice. Holland America's new ship, the Koningsdam, coming out next spring, and they have a series of videos out kind of debuting the the ship. Uh, what do these videos show? I haven't seen any of them yet. Well, what they're doing is uh, they're just trying to get people excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is definitely going to be a fantastic ship. Uh, you know, with the the recent reveals, uh, you know, it's going to be a really, I think, definitely their best ship. It's going to be amazing. So what they try to do with these video re- reveals is, you know, get people on board the ship, show them uh, construction highlights, and also, you know, update people with the features that uh, are going to be on board the ship. So I think every other week they're going to come out with a new one. The first one is is live now, and uh, you'll have the link at uh, cruiseradio.net. Mm-hmm. Uh, where uh, the listeners can go and uh, check out. Uh, it's hosted by the cruise director of Koningsdam and uh, take people uh, behind the scenes. It's always neat to see a ship as it's under construction, you know, to see the progress of, of what it's, it's like. It's, it's just so amazing to see, you know, the, these ships during their developmental stages and then into final production. So uh, it'll, it'll definitely be uh, an informative series. There's a couple of cool features I'm looking forward to on Holland America's Koningsdam. Uh, one of them is going to be the wine blending, where you can kind of do your own wine thing on board. But also, the music venues look really cool on there as well. It is. And if you notice the design of their entertainment venues, the, the show actually, you know, one, they have those screens that you know, go around the room in, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in a, with 270-degree uh, views. But uh, some of the stages actually jet out into the audience, so it makes it a much more intimate experience. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how good the entertainment is to fill the, the hardware that they've set up. 
Switching gears here, 2016 Carnival Live, the concert series that Carnival has on their ships, is continuing throughout 2016, which is a positive thing because there was really no word on how well this program was doing. Right, and you know, they, look, they've had a lot of top-named acts on board, and I think it's, it's been uh, very well received by the passengers. They've, they've gone and they've had a great time, and the, the ticket prices on those sailings for passengers go, wanting to, to go were strong enough that uh, you know we saw it in 14, all of 15, and now they're starting to reveal some of the acts for 2016. And uh, the one I really want to see that we missed this past year was Journey. Mm-hmm. Journey is going to be returning. They're going to have uh, two sailings that will visit Nassau in, the, uh, in uh, May of 2016. They're also going to have um, Trace Adkins is going to be back. They're going to have Gladys Knight. And you know, for those uh, 70s and 80s aficionados, uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band is going to grace the stage <laughs> of the Carnival ships. So, uh, I mean, they're, they're having some, you know, quite a lineup, but... Doug, all I can tell you is if you've, if you've not done you know, one of those uh, Carnival Live sailings and these artists are of interest, it's definitely worthwhile because it's not like a, you know, a 30,000, 40,000-seat arena or stadium. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're talking, it's 1,500. Yeah. And it's a very intimate experience, and you can buy you know, these, these opportunities, kind of like a backstage experience, meet the artists, get their autograph, get their pictures. I mean, if you were to do that at a regular concert... You'd spend thousands of dollars mm-hmm. on top of it. But here you can go away for a four or five, seven-night cruise and get a chance to get a really fantastic, very intimate experience with uh, some of your favorite artists. So it's, it's definitely something you want, you know, the, the listeners should take advantage of. You know, I was going to say last year, or maybe it was two years ago, Lady Annabellum came to the Jacksonville Arena and they sold it out, 16,000 seats. And the lowest price ticket was $90. And like on a Carnival Live sailing, they played Carnival Breeze last year, and it was like, what, in a thousand-seat venue, tickets were half the price, and if you wanted a VIP experience where you had a picture with them, like a champagne toast and all that, it was only like, I want to say $125 a person, it's which nothing. Is, it's insane. It's so cheap. It's, and, and if you look at the videos and you see how much fun people were having, uh-huh. I, mean, it's, I mean, you're 10 feet away, you know, they're right there, and I mean, they're playing your favorite songs, you know, that you may have been grown up with. It's really a it's it's a special experience, and you know, Journey being one of my favorite bands, and uh, it's definitely you know, something I, I I'm looking forward to doing. But uh, it's it's a very intimate experience. I mean, like I said, you go to these concerts to get something. I mean, you can't do it something similarly because the the venues are are, are ten times the size. Totally, yeah. But uh, you know, here and, and you'll spend thousands of dollars. You know, here, I mean, you're, you're you're up front and center, and you know, with only you know twelve or thirteen hundred people, you could probably get you know front row and uh, and and you know meet, be able to meet the artists. I mean, it's 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 a it's a great experience, and uh, I'm glad Carnival's ex- extending into 2016. Yeah, my friend did Journey last year, and he said it was definitely a bucket list thing. Uh, switching gears here, Celebrity Cruises, they're sweetening up their sweet perks. Tell us the details on this. Well, what their sister company, Royal Caribbean, is doing, I mean, they're adding butler service, which, you know, for a lot of people, they don't understand what that means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. But uh, the, the, they are going to have an exclusive restaurant, which, which has become very popular. I mean, NCL had it, you know, has it on, you know, with, with their Haven. MSC has it on uh, their one ship. It's very popular on, on Royal Caribbean. And uh, they're also going to have a private lounge. Okay. Which is very popular with you know the cruise lines. You know, Holland America has it. Royal Caribbean has it. 
So and Ciela has it. So you know, it, it's going to offer some really nice perks to really just kind of make it worthwhile to have a suite to justify spending the suite pricing. And uh, the, you know, the good news is that uh, the suite guests now include Sky Suites, which previously, like on Royal Caribbean Junior Suites, they would not have access. But the Sky Suites will now have access. And uh, it's it's a it's a nice experience, and uh, you know, Celebrity has, has always done a very nice job with their suites, but it, it's taken the experience to another level for people that want to spend that kind of money. Switching gears here to Royal Caribbean, Royal Caribbean announcing a fifth Quantum class ship for like what debuting five years from now or something? Well, 2020. Okay. It's uh, I mean the Quantum class of ships has been wildly successful, and it, it certainly makes a lot of sense to build a fifth one. It's, it's a terrific class. It's, it, it could go to many different regions around the world. We now have two going to China. We've got the one in New York, and uh, it, there's definitely got to be one destined for South Florida over the next couple of years. It could be a huge expansion uh, in Port Miami for Royal Caribbean that uh, I, I would not be surprised about seeing one of the... Uh, Oasis-class ships being based there along with, uh, it definitely needs a quantum-class. I mean, the seven-night Caribbean market must have a quantum-class ship. It's, yeah. it's a fabulous class of ship and definitely worth going to New York. It doesn't matter where you're sailing to, but it's a wonderful experience. The entertainment, the food, it's an amazing ship. So, you know, having a fifth one is, is definitely a, a no-brainer. Well, uh, last but not least here, Carnival Vista moving right along for her spring debut. I think she's debuting, what, May 1st of 2016. What's the latest on her? Well, I mean, she's, you know, she's out of dry dock. She's floating. Uh, they're, they're adding all the, you know, the finishing touches to her. You know, they, too, also have a video series similar to what, uh, you know, Holland America came out with. Carnival's done this uh, several years now. And uh, we can put, definitely put a link, you know, with the latest videos. I think there's three of them right now on Carnival Vista. And I, I dug without a doubt, I mean, this will be the best ship Carnival Cruise Line has ever debuted. You know, the, the features, the pool areas, the, you know, the family areas are going to be phenomenal. Um, I mean, it's another, I mean, let me tell you, 2016 is going to have, is going to be a year that we will not forget because of the great ships that are debuting, yeah. you know, with Carnival Vista, with Holland America's Conings Dam, Seaborn's got Seaborn Encore, Regent's got, uh, you know, Seventies Explorer. I mean, it's, it's going to be a great year. Harmony of the Seas is coming out. So, I mean, it's, it's going to have just a lot of really great ship debuts. And uh, we look forward to sharing that with uh, the Cruise Radio listeners. Awesome. Well, last but not least here, Stuart, we have a listener question from Christina over in Louisiana. She says, I want to sail on Disney cruises out of Cape Canaveral. What are the best dates to buy cruise tickets? Well, I mean, sooner the better. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously avoid the holidays. But uh, some of the best times to sail on Disney is going to be January, February, probably the early part of March. I mean, they, or or in the fall. But uh, if you're looking to get away, this is a great opportunity to sail on Disney. And not only are they up in Canaveral, but uh, you've also got a uh, ship in Miami. November, December, they're going to be in, in Galveston. So there's a lot of opportunities to sail on Disney besides Canaveral. But, uh, of course, their two newest ships are, are sailing out of there with Disney Dream and Disney Fantasy. Awesome. We've been talking with Stuart Chiron, the Cruise Guy. Find him online at cruiseguy.com or follow him on Twitter at cruiseguy. Thank you, man. My pleasure. You're listening to Cruise Radio, part of the iHeartRadio Talk Network. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. 
Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. Every day, thousands of cruisers set sail to the Caribbean and are increasingly choosing their shore excursions through cruisingexcursions.com. Why cruising excursions? With prices up to 60% lower than cruise lines, around-the-clock customer service, and guarantees that give you a peace of mind, why not? So whether you're looking to zip line in Jamaica, snorkel in Nassau, or see Mayan ruins in Mexico, market-leading specialist cruisingexcursions.com has you covered. Book your family's next shore excursion at cruisingexcursions.com. We'd love to hear your comments. Email comments at cruiseradio.net. So earlier this week, I had a chance to go down to the island of Martinique, which if you don't know about the island, it's a region of France. It's located in the Caribbean, and it's just an amazing island. It's just south of Dominica, and uh, they've had a couple of issues over the years, and they're turning those issues around, and now the island is back on the upswing. In fact, when we were there, Royal Caribbean's new ship, Anthem of the Seas, made her inaugural call there uh, just this past Monday. Also, Carnival Sunshine is going to make an inaugural call there, and 20 other ships this season. So uh, a lot happening down in Martinique. And I had a chance to catch up with Roger Blum. He's a cruise consultant for the Tourism Department of Martinique. So let's listen to that interview right now. Welcome to the show, Roger. Well, thank you very much, Doug. Now, first off, before we get to the interview, I got to say, we're sitting here at Hotel Bakua. How is this view, man? Oh, it's just spectacular. I guess that's one thing about your podcast or your radio is the people don't get to see this. It's beautiful out there. And speaking of Martinique in, in, in the Caribbean, where exactly is Martinique located in the Caribbean? Like, where exactly are we? Well, we're pretty much in the central Caribbean. So when you picture the Caribbean, you've got Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands up in the north. Um, as you get way down the chain, you get down to Grenada, uh, Trinidad. We're pretty close to the middle, maybe a little bit further south. We're not far from Barbados, uh, St. Lucia, uh, Dominica. So we're pretty much in the central Caribbean. So what kind of cruise itinerary would hit this destination? Well, short cruises out of Florida, of course, don't make it this far. To get down here from either Florida, and we've got a couple New York ships even coming down, you pretty much have to do a 10-day cruise or longer, unless the ship's sailing out of San Juan. And some of the home-ported ships in San Juan do come down to Martinique as they're hopping between island to island. How cool is it seeing Anthem of the Seas here? I mean, uh, you know, one of the smartest ships in the world docked right here like a couple of days ago. It's really cool. And you mentioned the view. When we, when we had up for breakfast looking across the bay, you could see the Anthem come in and the excitement in the island to see a ship like the Anthem come in. The entire island is getting so excited about the cruise business and what cruise tourism brings that it really just solidifies everybody's um, welcome and everybody's locally uh, how they feel about cruise tourism. They have that North Star pod on Anthem that goes 303 feet above sea level. And I was looking, I got photos of Anthem of the Seas from a mountaintop. But imagine the vantage point from on top of the ship from 300 feet looking over this harbor. It's got to be just beautiful. I can only imagine since I didn't get to go on the North Star. But uh, it has a tremendous vantage point and just looking down. And you you had mentioned the view from our hotel. uh, We're 
on the other side of the bay from where the Anthem docks in uh, downtown Fort-de-France. And I'm not sure if you realize, the Bay of Martinique was voted into. There's some society of the most beautiful bays in the world, and the Bay of Martinique is, has been inducted as one of the most beautiful bays in the world. Yeah, I think my pictures prove that. Now, Martinique, they were on the decline for a little while, uh, and there were some issues there, but they have made a turnaround and a bounce back. What were the issues, and uh, how did they uh, turn those issues around? Well, you know, Martinique in the past was uh, one of the marquee destinations in the Caribbean, but they did have some social issues here. They are French, uh, so they do have the right to strike, and there was a period where they really took advantage of that right to strike. So it made it an inconsistent experience for cruise ships and cruise visitors, especially you don't want to tie up at a port and find the taxi union on strike, and then you can't go anyplace. But... Um, there's a new government here, there's a new attitude here, and even things like the taxi union, that generation of taxi drivers is retired. The government actually even bought out medallions of some of the taxi drivers who may not have been as easy to work with. And there's a whole new generation on the island, and the taxi drivers are a new generation, and they understand the value of cruise tourism. One other thing is there was a change in government a few years ago, and we have a tourism commissioner now who, as opposed to coming out of politics or bureaucracy, she was a travel agent. And she understands what visitors want when they come to a destination. And she's spread that out around the island. One of the programs she developed is called Builders of Paradise. The point behind the program is to educate the common people of Martinique as far as the value of tourism and the value of visitors. So in other words, there might be somebody who owns a shop in some village who will never see a cruise passenger. But with this whole program, that person now realizes that even though they never see a cruise passenger, a taxi driver who may have been out working all day comes home, he has more money in his pocket. And this money does circulate through the economy so that tourism affects everybody in the island. And she's really helped get that message out. A couple of issues that I've read over the years about Martinique is... Um, the French language, of course, it is a region of France, so French is the native language here, but there was a barrier of some sorts. And I think we may have heard this at other times about France, too, that French people like to speak French, and it's their country. And from my accent, you can probably realize I'm American, and we're not all that great sometimes at speaking other languages. Um, so for sure, French is the common language on the island. In the tourist areas, you do find English, and you might not be able to have a... Um, a full conversation about Obamacare with somebody here, but you'll, you might not be able to do that at home either, but, but at least you'll um, be able to walk into a shop, speak to people. Uh, last off-season, uh, about 200 shop staff from different um, merchants in the Fort-de-France area took English immersion classes. And um, they finished it off with a week on one of the English-speaking islands just to really be able to speak better English. So the effort is there. As long as you smile and you're patient, you'll find your way around. People do try to help you, even if they're not fluent in English. One thing I noticed, because the euro is the currency here, but a lot of the shops are taking U.S. dollars. Yes, more and more shops are taking dollars. I'd like to say it's 100%, but it, it isn't. But more and more shops are. The vast majority of shops and restaurants and cafes take credit cards, so that's always the easiest way to pay. Mm -hmm. So just put it on your credit card. And um, for the shops that do take dollars, one recommendation I make is don't come out with a pocket full of $100 bills, because to be fair to those merchants, they might not have a bank to give you 
change. So come out and, with small bills, enough to get yourself by, and um, you'll be fine. I was looking for a picture on my phone that I took last night of one of the shop windows, but it is basically saying that euro for dollar, like there was no conversion at this one shop, which I found really interesting. Is that normal around here? I wouldn't say it's normal. Right now, um, Europe and, of course, Martinique is a lot cheaper for Americans, for Americans than it was uh, a few years ago. The euro at one point was like a dollar forty for a euro. Right now, the euro is down to about a dollar ten. So it's getting a lot closer to par. Some of the shops, like the shop you saw, I'm not going to say that everyone's going to do it. Sure. We'll do that. There is a ferry that runs from right next to the cruise ship pier in Fort de France across the bay to where we are in a region called Toiselay, and that ferry costs seven euros round trip. And the ferry operator actually will take dollars at a par. So if you don't have euros, he'll take it for seven bucks round trip. Okay. Very good. So if you stay on the ship here in Martinique, you're really missing out. Uh, what are some tours or some activities that cruise guests can do? Well, first of all, the shore excursions, because you mentioned tours, um, the cruise lines are offering more and more varied tours here. Um, and each year they come up with new things. But there's some great land tours that go up to St. Pierre, which is in the north. And um, at one point was known as the Paris of the Caribbean. And it was known as that until 1902, when the volcano that's above the city erupted. That was Mount Pele. Mm -hmm. And it went from being the Paris of the Caribbean to being the Pompeii of the Caribbean. So it's a really interesting place up there. And while you're up in the north of the island, um, there's some incredible gardens, Balata Gardens. There's a suspension bridge you can walk over. Rum distilleries around the island are really interesting. And even if you don't drink rum, to see the process, to see the grounds, to see the sugarcane fields, it's really interesting experiences. If you drink rum, it's also... Yeah, 20, 22 different flavors at the end of the tour. Uh, yeah, which a lot of people have a goal of trying to taste right. them. Then they might not remember the rest, but whatever, as long as they have fun. Uh, the beaches are incredible in the south. Uh, you have other sites to see. There's active tours. There's 4 by 4 tours. Uh, there's catamaran tours. Tours, there's land tours, there's all sorts of stuff. But then to go back to your question, let's say you're an independent type of person and you don't want to book a tour. There's so much to do. The ship's docks smack dab downtown. There's some interesting historic sites downtown. There's some good maps that are given out. There's walking audio guides that you can actually pick up at the tourist office to help you find your way around and learn the history of the buildings. The covered market downtown. The covered market's really cool. Very colorful. It's a spice market. Uh, there's fruits. It smells good. Mm -hmm. People are friendly just for souvenir stuff. It's very colorful and very friendly. And from what I see, Americans love markets. You go to, yes. to um, New Orleans. Everyone loves the French market. You go to Charleston. They love the slave market. The really cool markets here. And then, as I mentioned, there's the ferry that runs straight next to the ship. Mm -hmm. And that'll take you across the bay to this area we're in that's called Toiselet. And Toiselet has a very French Riviera feel to it. Mm -hmm. So there's beaches and restaurants, cafes on the beach. There's boutiques, all sorts of stuff. And it's possible for the $7 round trip on the ferry, come over here, get a crepe, get a coffee, and have a day out feeling like you've been in the French Riviera without really spending much money. So there's so much easy things to do. And it's a shame just to hang out on the ship. This island is very different than many of the neighboring islands. One thing I can appreciate, uh, back to the markets for a second, is that you don't feel like if you're in other markets in the Caribbean, and one thing that really... one 
place that really comes to mind is like the straw market in Nassau, Bahamas, where they're pulling you in 50,000 directions. Come here, pretty lady. Got a deal for you. Yeah, well, nobody called you pretty lady at all. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, no, they're very friendly. We walked into the markets. People were smiling. Welcome. May I help you? And if you said, just looking oh, enjoy yourself, and you still got to smile back as opposed to, oh, no, 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 please, come here, come here, no charge to look, no charge to look. None of that stuff. Pretty lady. (laughs) (laughs) So in closing here, Roger, uh, what are some of your favorite hot spots here on Martinique? Like, where where will Roger go when he comes here for the day and gets off the ship? I love some of the rum distilleries. Mm -hmm. Yesterday we visited on the Clement Distillery, and the grounds of the distillery are just spectacular. Um, There's the old colonial house there. Naturally, you see the process of the sugar cane and um, the old production way of rum. And another interesting thing is after the first Gulf War, the president of France, Mitterrand, met the first George Bush, Mm -hmm. and they actually had a summit up at that distillery. So there's a historical significance. In town, there's some interesting historical buildings. But quite honestly, I like to come over here, go to the beach, have a crepe, have some French food. Uh, My wife likes wandering around boutiques and um, hopefully not buying a lot, but whatever. Um, Even if you just window shop, it's neat. And I just think it's just a great day out and it's just a different ambience, a different atmosphere than you find on the other islands. And um, so I know we've just spent a couple days together here, Doug, but I hear you're back here on the Carnival Sunshine. Uh, Now that you've had a taste of the island, how are you going to spend your day? I like to kick back a couple. I like the sun. So I'm thinking about uh, where we're docking, taking the ferry across over here actually to this hotel because this hotel, they don't have a day pass program, but they welcome cruise passengers to come use their beach and uh, drink at their bar. And it's, I mean, as we're sitting here right now looking at it, this is awesome. You can see the cruise ship right across the bay here. So uh, yeah, I think I'll spend the $7. Is it $7 round trip or $7 each way? Round trip. Oh yeah, even better. More drinking money. So I'll, I'll, I'll probably do that and then uh, get back on the ship and maybe take a nap before dinner. Who knows? We've been talking with Roger Blum. He's a cruise consultant for the tourism department of Martinique. Roger, it was great meeting you, spending a couple of days with you, and have a good one. Well, thank you very much, Doug. It's been fun. We definitely have had a fun few days here, and it's been great meeting you. Enjoy. I can't wait to hear when you come back. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.